Allison. And Eric, too. So awesome. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. I already already feel more awesome. Me, too. It's working. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. So awesome. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the lovable, the incredibly confident, Allison. Mr. Eric Robertson. Hey, bud. What's going on? How you doing? I'm feeling way better than I did. Okay, the last podcast episode, was that episode 43? Yeah. Eric was so sick. And so you guys thought, oh, Allison, she just loves to hear herself talk. True, true. But he truly was so sick. He tried to start talking at one point and literally was too physically ill to speak. (laughs) (laughs) He legit had to like cut it out and maybe take a little break. And so we're so glad you're alive and feeling good. Yeah, I feel great. Feeling a lot better. Thank you, probiotics. Yeah, magical probiotics. I love them. Are we? I'm a fan. This is such a, like an old thing to do, like an old person. Thing to Should we talk about hemorrhoid cream next? Gross. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. We are so excited that you are here. And hey, hi, hey, hey, how you doing? You feeling okay? Maybe you're a little overwhelmed, so you decided you were going to listen to us. Thank you. Maybe you're feeling awesome and you're like, there's no way you could make me feel more awesome, Allison. Man, I hope that's the case. Bring it on. But but regardless, let's all just take a minute and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. <laughs> it's just good to remember that we're alive and if we're in pain, yeah, sucks. Pain happens. And if we're feeling good, Yeah, remember this good feeling you're having right now because when you're feeling crappy, you can think, remember that one time I felt good and go back to that place (laughs) or not even go back to that place. Just know that it's a possibility. Just know that it's a possibility. And I like starting out this way with this episode, episode number 44, how to overcome crippling self-doubt. The way I got the idea for this podcast like almost every other podcast, is I was experiencing crippling (laughs) self-doubt. And then I kind of like managed my way through it. I need to stop doing the podcast because literally that is how I get all my ideas is like something difficult happens and then I like push through it and then I have a podcast idea. So do you think that like I am attracting these (laughs) Yes. Difficult situations. So I don't know. It's it's all for you guys. But I had kind of gone through a period of just feeling unsure about a few things. Then I was doing an Instagram live on our new Allison's Brand School Instagram account that is for entrepreneurs, project starters, those of you who have a dream, a passion, something you want to get started. That's um, Allison's Brand School on Instagram. And we were doing an Instagram live and this wonderful woman asked a question. And apparently she had asked it three times. I was doing it with Ashley of Ashley's Fresh Fix. She works on the brand school with me. And neither of us had seen the question. And she finally said, this woman, she said, hey, I've asked this question three times and no one's answering it. And she did like a little cry face emoji. And here's the thing about Allison's Brand School is when I'm doing Allison's Brand School, I'm talking to you as the business owner, the entrepreneur, or the person who wants to get things done. And maybe sometimes I'm not quite as sweet. (laughs) 
I don't know if I'm ever very sweet, but I might be a little more uh, like brash. Is brash a word? It is. Brash. And, and I said, hey, yeah, you asked your question three times and neither of us saw it. Good for you for asking it three times, but no cry face emoji because that is life. People are going to miss and not answer your questions. <laughs> and she took it like a champ. And so then we asked her to ask her question again. And it basically was along the lines of, but how do I know if I'm even good enough? Like, I have this thing I want to do, but how do I get over this feeling of I'm not good enough? And I said, you know what? Thank you for that question. I'm going to record a podcast tonight about overcoming crippling self-doubt. But then Eric was sick and we didn't get to it. And here we are. So before we get into it, do you have a getting bookie with it for us, Eric? Yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah, this is, uh, I've been reading Tribes by Seth Godin. And if you're... I've been reading that too. Okay. I bought it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I acknowledge what you've done. Somebody named Allison <laughs> likes to get credit. Someone likes credit. <laughs> Gold stars. Uh, so quickly, it's fantastic, especially if you're trying to start a business or start a movement or be influential in any way. He says, the secret of being wrong isn't to avoid being wrong. The secret is being willing to be wrong. The secret is realizing that wrong isn't fatal. The only thing that makes people and organizations great is their willingness to not be great along the way. The desire to fail on the way to reach a bigger goal is the untold secret of success. Will you repeat that last line? I love it. The, the desire. The desire to fail on the way to reaching a bigger goal is the untold secret of success. I chose this quote because it has to deal with self-doubt and, and being afraid of not being perfect. I love that so much. And it reminds me of what honestly pulled me out of my funk was this, it was a thought and it's by a lot of different people. So I don't know the exact quote, but it's like success isn't moving from failure to failure. Success is determined by you moving from failure to failure with enthusiasm. Awesome. That getting booky with it was from Seth Godin's Tribes. No, 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 which is a short little book. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. So it's a quick listen or a quick read, and I've really been enjoying it. Obviously, Eric's been enjoying it too, but this concept of failure at the cost of a bigger goal, right? Yeah. And I think the reason why that idea of moving from failure to failure with enthusiasm really spoke to me is because enthusiasm is kind of one of my trigger words. I know I'm pretty good at enthusiasm. Am I good at moving from failure to failure with enthusiasm? something that I'm working on. <laughs> I don't know. For me, the word failure, actually taking the feelings, the self-doubt that I had and applying the word failure to this certain situation that I was in was actually really helpful for me. It didn't make me feel like a failure. It made me feel like I tried this thing. It didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. We can call that a failure if we want to or not. It doesn't really matter what we call it. The idea is, what did I learn? Like, what did I take from it? So what was I able to say, oh, it didn't work out because of A, B, and C. And then when I go to do it next time, I should be enthusiastic that I have more information. So hopefully that is helpful to you guys. And now I think we should just, you know, segue that right into episode 44, how to overcome crippling self-doubt. And here is the funniest thing about this episode. Eric, do you ever feel crippling self-doubt? Rarely. Isn't that mind-blowing? Like, he genuinely does not feel self-doubt. Like, hardly ever. 
I truly can't think of a time I've had to say like, but babe, you know, you're amazing. Yeah, I don't know. And so he doesn't understand just like sometimes in life, we have that episode on the unsung strengths of being a supporter. Sometimes you don't understand like some of your own superpowers because they're yours and you just figure everybody feels that way. Right. Right. I think part of it was I was raised by a very confident father. Yes. Who was confident himself and like never gave way to me having self-doubt. Definitely. Although I wouldn't say every single person in your family doesn't have self-doubt. That's just the way it resonated with you and your personality. Yeah, for sure. And so I think, okay, so yes, that's a really, really positive thing. But in the areas that we cannot relate to, it's hard for us to have empathy, right? Yeah, totally. So I think it can be maybe hard for you, Eric, when I have crippling self-doubt. Yeah, because I can see your potential and I know how good you are. And it's like, that's so ridiculous that you feel that way. When I can totally see that how amazing you are. Right. And you guys can see and thank you for thinking I'm amazing because I think the same thing about you. But you guys can probably understand if you've felt self-doubt. You don't want someone to tell you how ridiculous are ridiculous you are for feeling self-doubt. You just need somebody to kind of say, hey, you're doing a great job. But Eric has been a really good example in the he doesn't sit around wasting time questioning himself. Now, hold on. This Let's get realistic. I do have like, there's sometimes I have like, you know, I'm creating this music business and I'm like, well, there's bigger businesses. Of course, there's better composers. Yeah. But I, I quickly snap out of it because rationally, I know that I won't be successful if I dwell on it. And I know that it's harder for other people to snap out of that. Yeah. But I, I know that success does not come from doubting yourself. I think that's amazing. And I love that. Success does not come from doubting yourself. Put it on a t-shirt. Mr. Pleasant Pictures. (laughs) But are you going to doubt yourself? Yes, most likely. Unless you're Eric and then maybe you won't. And then that's awesome. And I really do think that doubting ourselves, like almost everything else is a habit. So I think the first thing to do to overcome crippling self-doubt is to step back as Michael Singer in The Untethered Soul would say, become the observer, become the watcher. Step back and watch yourself and notice if this crippling self-doubt is a habit. I think the next logical place to go is, if I have made doubting myself a habit, ask yourself why. Because we're not idiots. As humans, we are programming ourselves to do things that reward us in the way we want to be rewarded. And so if you are making this self-doubt a habit, let's step back and see what are the positive things that having this self-doubt does. So I think the first thing that having this crippling self-doubt might do is it's going to give you an excuse, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It, it, it makes you so you don't, you feel like you don't have to step in the ring. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that good, so I don't need to put myself out there. I love that. So you don't have to put yourself in the rings. You have this crippling self-doubt. How is it benefiting you? How is it serving you? It's giving you permission to not even put yourself in the ring. I think the second thing that having this self-doubt might do, another benefit of this habit is when you express this self-doubt, you are soliciting what? praise and acknowledgement and support. So when you walk around saying this story, oh, but just, oh, I just, I just don't think there's any way. People around you are going to say, you've got this, you've got this. The pr- There's so many problems with this. The first problem is most of the time people don't say exactly what you want them to do. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you cannot control their script. And you guys, I have tried. I have tried. And the other problem with this is they're not there all the time to say it. And the other problem with this is, do you believe it yourself? Because you can walk around with all this wind in your sails, other people's wind, but man, that wind is eventually going to die down and then you're just like stuck out at sea. Constantly, constantly dependent on the wind from other people. Right. So... Ask yourself, this crippling self-doubt, how is it serving me this habit? And I don't mean that in like such a sneaky way, but I mean the reason you're doing it is not because you're an idiot, but because it is getting you some of what you think you want. So like Eric said, it's, it's giving you an excuse to not even step in the ring. It's soliciting the support and praise of other people. And then I say this all the time, self-doubt, let's call that indecision, is another form of fear. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, I'm too afraid to do it, we can give ourselves or allow ourselves to have this self-doubt, and then we just get to be indecisive without calling it fear. Yeah. I think some people, too, also, if they can't be the best, like if they see who's the best in the field or whatever they're doing or whatever, I feel whatever like they are talking do. about me. Uh, <laughs> maybe I am. If you can't, if they can't be the best, then they have self-doubt. They don't want to do it unless they can't be the best. Well, the reality is on a world of 6 billion plus people, you probably won't be the best at whatever you're doing, but that is totally okay. Yeah, I think that's a really good realization. There's 6 billion people. Is that right? Is that how many people it's, there are? It's uh, upwards. I mean. Okay, let's say there's at least 6 billion people. <laughs> and are you going to be the absolute best uh, music producer? No. Let me tell you the problem with words and things like the best or good enough or too much. They're all relative. Yeah. Like, what does it even mean? Like, to be the best music producer, like, what does that even mean? To have the best podcast, what does that even mean? Because it could be the best podcast in terms of the number of people who are listening, but maybe you determine the best as the number of people who listen and then turn around and go take action mm-hmm. on what you've spoken about. Right. All right. We are going to take just a little bit of a pause and then we're going to get back to pumping you up because Eric has something pretty freaking exciting that he is working on. Eric, tell us about it. Remember how I'm making a music company that helps people with their content? Well, I feel like you already made the music company. Yeah. Well, I'm just building it and it's awesome. It's really good. Yeah, it's called Pleasant Pictures Music Club. I create music for content creators. And we're having a new sale coming out on May 1st. It's called The Year of Music. Where'd you get the idea for Year of? Oh, I totally stole it from you. (laughs) I knew you wouldn't be offended because I married you. Yeah, it's The Year of Music. It's 52 incredible tracks that you can use in any of your projects. It's specifically designed for social media content because it's already edited in, you know, full length, 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, 6 seconds. You can just drag it and drop into your content. It's seriously really, really spiffy and nifty. And you're doing a social media package that is going to be ridiculously affordable, right? Yeah, yeah it's very – I mean, our, our full package – you know, we're, we're a high-end music company, but, yeah. but this but this is something that can be affordable for anyone, really, who just wants to up their content, take it to the next level, and have dope music. So if you want to get excited about that, go to pleasantpictures.club. Uh-huh. And thank you for being unofficially a, an official sponsor of the podcast, Pleasant Pictures Music Club. No problem. 
Okay, I love where this is headed because how to overcome crippling self-doubt, the first thing to do is ask yourself, what is that crippling self-doubt doing for you? What kind of rewards is that habit giving you? And now we're shifting into this idea of, do you have a clear definition of what it is you have self-doubt over? Because a lot of times, back to that idea of you know, indecision as a form of fear, overwhelm as a form of fear. They're all the same thing. We just give them different words that resonate to us, but they're all stemming from a lack, a scarcity mentality that I am not enough. I cannot give enough. I will not be enough. It will never be enough. It is all the scarcity mentality. If you could see how much I'm moving my arms, you would be hysterically yeah. laughing. I look like a locomotive train you're, right you're, now. You're, you're directing traffic I, somewhere. I am speaking very emphatically. <laughs> and it's because this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. This concept of crippling self-doubt, you got to get your definitions straight. You got to get your definitions correct. So what is enough? What is the best podcast? What is the best music producer? For me, what happens when I get this crippling self-doubt is the empire that I'm building will seem so real. It will feel so real and I can see it and I can see the people helping and I can see the employees and I can see the good that we're doing and I can see the impact and the reach and I I literally can see all of it and feel it like it's this real breathing tangible thing and then sometimes I just wake up and it's gone and I think I've made it all up and I really think that the crippling self-doubt can stem from this place of how dare I behave in a manner that makes something this beautiful and this great. And I actually, after I accomplish something really big or something that feels really successful, like at a level I actually want to be achieving it at, pretty much like a week or so after it, that's when you can count on that habit of the crippling (laughs) self-doubt. Because it's almost, it's that imposter syndrome of how dare I think I was great enough to do that thing I just did. I love this question, and we asked this last time in episode 43 when we were talking about motivation. Like, who does it serve to feel that way? Does it serve you to feel inadequate? Maybe. Maybe feeling inadequate is kind of like your your drug, and it's this gaping hole in your life. And so if you feel inadequate, you know it's going to make you work harder and harder and harder. Well, I guess it's kind of serving you, but let me tell you about trying to fill gaping holes that have a leak at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to drain yourself. So you might be fueling yourself to get things done. You constantly saying you're not a good enough mom might out of guilt and out of desperation make you schedule and do more and more and more with your children. But that does not a happy life make, right? I love how you phrase that. What? It sounded very Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, well, I, like I said, my arms are moving. I'm, I'm really dramatic over here. I'm emphasizing points. This idea of using these negative habits to fuel us, these negative thought presses to fuel us, like, is it truly serving you? So what habits 
What are you looking to actually do with this habit of crippling self-doubt? And then getting clearer about your definitions, about your goals, about what it is you actually have the self-doubt over. And then to just get back to that idea from the wonderful woman who was asking us questions during the Instagram Live, but what if I'm just not enough? What if I'm not good enough? What do you think about that, Eric? The question of what if I'm not good enough? I think uh, in another episode we talked about this. I don't know which one. But I would t- I take the approach of if you're the only person in the world and you want to do what you want to do and it doesn't matter what other people have done or are doing currently, that is such a good mindset for me at least. Yeah. Also, I, I kind of have to have people that are better than me in my view because I need to chase something. I don't get depressed by what they're doing. I, so that I, competition fuels you. Yeah, I need someone. I need. I need to look at people who are definitely more talented and better, so I can chase them. I know that that has made me. That has driven me more than anything else. Kind of like having people blaze trails. That so I how do you? That's a, that's a really tricky line, though, right? Because how do you let someone inspire you and put a fire in you without guilt, getting caught in the comparison trap? Um, because I think that if a lot of people listen, I think. And I could be wrong, but I think maybe it's a more female tendency, but I don't know. It might be. This idea of I'm looking at someone for inspiration quickly morphing into I'm looking at this person and constantly seeing how they are better than I am. They're, you know, they're they're moving faster than I am. They've achieved this goal that I've wanted to achieve. And so then you just don't feel good enough. Well, I mean, just because they did that doesn't lessen you at all. I mean, I, I just I and so that's just the thing that. is I think that that's the point is you are coming at looking at people to put fire in you with a really healthy, coming from a really healthy mindset. Yeah. Right? So I don't think that that is actually good advice for someone unless they know they're in a really healthy place as far as not comparing or not feeling pressured to change what they're doing to conform with what other people are doing. Mm Because I know exactly what you mean. Sometimes I can see something someone's doing and be like, ha ha, I'm coming for you. You don't even know, you know? Yeah. And then other times it can be like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> well, I think you need to know yourself. If you get bummed out by looking at what other people are doing, don't do it. I hate like, just looking be- at what other people are doing. I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm just doing that. But when I hear something I really respect, yeah, I study it. And then I work harder to make my craft better. I take it back. I don't hate looking at what other people are doing. When I'm not feeling confident, it's not good for me to look at what other people are doing. When I am feeling confident and abundant and just sure, I look at what other people are doing and I just go, yeah, yay you. Yeah, because it's for the benefit of the planet. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take away anything from you. Be excited for everyone. And I think that's really easy to say, to be excited for everyone. It's really, really easy to say. But if you were listening to this podcast episode because you are in a place of crippling self-doubt, that that can seem like an impossible thing. But I, I would also say it's actually essential because if you can't be excited for other people, when you finally achieve what you want to achieve, you still won't be fulfilled inside if you can't honestly be happy for the benefit of everyone. I want to make a change for once in my life. You guys know where I'm going with this? It's going to feel real good. It's going to make a difference. Anyway, the whole point is if you want to make a change, you got to look in the mirror. (laughs) Can we play just a little bit of Man in the Mirror? I'm going to make a change. For once in my life <laughs> It's 
gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right Okay, so this idea of crippling self-doubt. We've examined all the reasons you might be in this place of crippling self-doubt, how it's serving you, and now I want to give you a few tools for getting out of it. And I think Eric gave us that first tool is try to get excited for other people. Try to get excited for other people rather than being jealous of other people because being excited for other people puts you in the abundance mentality. Mm -hmm. There is enough. There will be enough. I am enough. All of it is enough rather than the scarcity mentality of there's not enough. There will never be enough. I will never be enough. So being excited for other people, I think, is a good tool for putting yourself in that abundance mentality. Now, I want to focus on this idea of, but what if I'm not enough? Another tool. Here's the thing. You are. Just as a human who is living and breathing, you are enough. There's absolutely nothing you need to do to prove your worth beyond that point. You are valuable and have worth outside of any of your achievements. And if you want to argue with me on this, have you held a newborn baby? Like, are you kidding me? When you hold a newborn baby, it's a miracle. And do we expect anything of that baby other than to just like coo and poop and gurgle and eat? No, you are a miracle. You won the freaking lottery by being born on this planet at this time with all of this opportunity. And there's a lot of really, really hard, crappy things that are happening. And that is your opportunity to put more love in the world. That's it. So one, you're already enough. Are you as much of an expert on the thing you need to be an expert at yet? Probably not. Or maybe you are and you just need to keep going. Eric and I talk about this a lot, this idea of everything that I am teaching and talking about right now. I didn't start this podcast 10 years ago. I started this podcast when I felt like I had some expertise, when I had something to say. But did I feel ready to start it when I started it? Not necessarily. I just needed to start. So I have been working on myself, on my self-development for over 10 years by putting myself through the fire and the ringer of building what I felt called to build. So that's why I launched Allison's Brand School and shifted the work of The Allison Show almost simultaneously. And The Allison Show is now all about helping you feel as awesome as you are, which it has always been about helping people feel love and feel awesome. I've done it through parties. I've done it through crafts. I've done it through baked goods. But now I like doing it through these tools, the tools I had to find and I'm still discovering to help me feel as awesome as I am. And Eric, how long have you been doing your music? I mean, I went full-time in 2012. I mean, I've been doing it part-time since 2005 or so. But But when did you start taking piano lessons? Oh, when I was five years old. Okay, just a second. Look how quickly you were going to like breeze over that. You've been you've been playing music since you were 5. Yeah. We are not saying this to discourage you. We are saying this to give you like a realistic picture of what accomplishing something is supposed to look like because not supposed to just what it will probably look like because with social media it looks like everybody is building a business and turning things around in one year. 
not not the case ever. And so even, this is a great example, even my sister Andrea from Tubby Todd, let's see, she's been doing Tubby Todd for four years, between four or five years. And it's very successful. They have like four to six full-time employees, a lot of part-time employees. Their social media numbers are growing. Their profits are growing. They're doing very, very well. But Andrea, before she started Tubby Todd, worked as worked on social media for a larger company. And before she <laughs> did that, she worked as a, a Mormon missionary, which she perfected the art of talking to people and networking. She worked as she worked at a visitor center. And when she spoke at Alt Summit, a blogging conference, she talked about how her having to wear pioneer clothing <laughs> and give tours in Nauvoo as a Mormon missionary made her this bold salesperson because she got over herself a long time ago, right? You have a lifetime of experiences that are building up to what you want to do. Don't discount any of them. They're all important, but it's easy. Like I said, it's easy to look at Tubby Todd and you're like, well, she didn't take 10 years. Her husband, Brian, he started, how many companies has he started like side projects? I don't even know. So many, so many. And so this Tubby Todd is this cosmic connection spark in the air of this amazing project that came together with two people's ideas over the course of a long time. And that's exactly what your life and your project and what you were put here on this earth to do. That's what it's going to be like. And it's just so easy to just look at it in the micro rather than in the macro and think that it should be happening right now. And honestly, I think that I should be farther than where <laughs> We all do. And I'm not satisfied with the way a lot of things are, but in a good, hungry way. If you were where you thought you were supposed to be, you wouldn't grow ever. Yeah. It's so annoying. It really <laughs> is. So this idea of crippling self-doubt, guess what? You are enough. Guess what? All of your life experiences are helping bring you to where you need to be. And this idea that my dad shared in his episode, the best way to over the best way to dissipate self-doubt is through action. Action. The best way to dissipate self-doubt is through action. Remember, who is it serving by feeling like a big piece of crap? Not me. Not you not your children, and not the people that you're going to serve. I have one more thought I want to share with you, and then we will wrap this up. And I've been listening to Brooke Castillo's podcast, The Life Coach School. I just love her so much. So this is also a sharing is caring. And one of the reasons I love her is because I also love Jody Moore, who does a podcast called Bold New Mom but she just changed it to better than happy. I have had the privilege to speak with Jody, and she works hand in hand with Brooke Castillo. And talking to Jody and watching these women as they build their businesses, they work together, but they each have their like own empires. It is so freaking inspiring to see these insanely successful women who are just living in a space of abundance and helping one another, just giving information and giving tools and also selling 
selling, selling because they know their worth. They know how good their tools are. They give, they sell, they support one another. And I called Jody with some questions and she seriously just gave and gave and gave. Now, I'm not saying everyone is going to be able to do that for you. I can't do that for everyone, but you've got to find your people, got to find your tribe. They're out there, but you can't go in there with this hole, this gaping hole of self-doubt and just expect everyone else to fill it for you because it's not going to be serving anyone. But I want you to know that you can do it and you can succeed and you can do it with abundance. And this idea that Brooke Castillo shared that has been really helping me is instead of thinking of failure as like not accomplishing the thing you wanted to accomplish, think of failure as not reaching the people or changing the lives that you could have changed. Think of failure as not providing whatever it is. And maybe you're thinking you're a failure of a mom. Thinking you're a failure of a mom, the failure is that you didn't try or reach to be the mom or the wife or the project starter that you wanted to be. So that has been really helping me in this idea of rather thinking that I didn't achieve or accomplish something at this certain level, just at the end of the day, always remember the people that you're serving. Then it makes it less about you. And when you make it less about you, you're always going to feel awesome. So I hope you've gotten some tools. I hope you've gotten some tips. You want to define that self-doubt. You want to take action. You want to ask yourself, like, how is this serving me? What habit is it serving? And when all else fails, remember this. Avoiding the feelings is always going to be more draining than just accepting the feeling. So right now, if you don't feel good enough, just accept it. Accept that you don't feel good enough. Just accept it. So what? Okay, you're not good enough. So what? Does that mean that nobody loves you? Does that mean you can never achieve what you want to achieve? No, it doesn't mean that. And that's I think that's why accepting that maybe I had failed in a certain area was so freeing to me because I was finally accepting the negative emotion rather than letting it create this story of what it was going to mean if I did accept it. Because guess what? I fail all the time. Guess what? I disappoint people all the time. I'm sure I disappoint so many people. I don't even want to know about how many people (laughs) I'm disappointing. But if I think about that, I can't get to the work that really matters, the work that I want to do, the work that I feel called to do. So just accept, act, and get out there and and do it. And I hope that this has helped you know what to do with that crippling self-doubt. Just accept it and then like, let's work on through it. And Eric, do you have a review? Yes, this one is from Nikki Coli2. Hi, Allison. My name is Nicole. I'm a fellow friend, also recovering from a bad car accident. I broke, oh, I'm so sorry. I broke my face. Oh, that sucks. And now I am learning to live my new life through rose-colored glasses. Literally. I just finished listening to every single episode on your podcast two times through in less than five weeks. I pretty much keep you on constant repeat all day long. I also randomly break out in song and dance, <laughs> song and dance singing. It's the Allison. It's the Allison. It's the Allison. It's the uh, 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 Allison. Multiple times a day. Your theme song is always stuck in my head and it drives my husband nuts, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm not even mad. I'm a proud boss babe wannabe and I can't thank you enough for assisting me in my recovery and truly helping me see life through an optimistic, empowering, 
rose-colored lens. I love you so. I'm crying. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for that review. I'm crying because, man, I've been in a lot of pain lately, and so knowing I could be there for someone who else, someone else who's in a lot of pain means a lot. Thank you guys for your reviews. We are going to send you some fun swag if you can shoot us an email at, what do we do? Hey girl. We'll just just say, hey girl at the Allison Show. That's Allison Show with one L, allisonshow.com. Keep on sharing the podcast because it helps us grow. And seriously, we appreciate it so much. Keep on leaving the reviews. We will pick two next time. We appreciate them so much. They really, really help. Um, I don't know, me personally, they they motivate me and make me want to do even more. I want to leave you with the thought, only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. And Eric, what gorgeous Pleasant Music Pictures Club song are you going to be taking us out on? The song is called Hungry for the Magic and this is in the year of music. Ooh.